While there's definitely this charm to the uh, classic Hollywood aesthetic, my favorite thing about a movie is when it can afford to be weird and do things very, very differently as opposed to, you know, any other movie. And one of the most unique movies I've seen in years is uh, Martin McDonough's In Bruges, and it's uh, two guys that are in Bruges, as the title suggests, and they are there after a botched job back in London, and they need a place to hide out. That's really all you know uh, that's given to you in the opening titles, but um, what happens is... These two guys bond over some of the most bizarre things you've ever seen in a movie. Uh, this one has some of the most incredible dialogue. I compare it to Tarantino just because uh, McDonough, who wrote and directed the movie, he can make irreverent dialogue meaningful and compelling. You know, like in Pulp Fiction, there's moments where you know you have no idea why they're talking about cheeseburgers or why you care. But it's still awesome, isn't it? You know, it's still great to hear them talk about all those uh, crazy things in the opening few minutes of Pulp Fiction. But I feel like, uh, you know, this isn't Tarantino dialogue at all, but it's still uh, in the similar vein. It can make, you know, really bizarre, random conversations meaningful. And I'll talk about this later, but this movie makes everything really, really meaningful. So, like, uh, this movie focuses on a guy played by Colin Farrell, who uh, he messes up a job. I'm not going to spoil it for anyone that hasn't seen it, because I think that reveal in the movie, it's fairly early on, but I think it's one of the greatest reveals in uh, all of cinema, just because it makes so much sense uh, based on everything you've seen. But the rest of the movie takes such a dark turn, and the movie itself is very funny. Uh, the dialogue is all very witty, and uh, you know, there's a lot of really funny situations. There's a moment where... Um, uh, Colin Farrell is mocking, you know, these really fat Americans who are very obviously American, even though the guy, um, God, I forget his name, but he plays Hagrid. He's English. And, uh, you know, they call him American. I think it's really, really funny. But, um, you know, this is a really funny movie, but tonally it does a lot of really bizarre things. Uh, you know, it's a melancholy music that opens up the movie and then uh, the scenery that does uh, that plays over the opening sequences and the opening narration. It's all very dark and uh, melancholy. It seems very, uh, you know, upsetting. I mean, it's a sad movie, but I feel like, uh, you know, the dialogue is really, really funny and uh, rude and really irreverent. There's so much swearing. I forgot how much swearing was in this movie when I showed it to my family one of the last nights I was home before coming back here to Boston, and uh, I cringed a little bit through some of the parts, but there was a lot of really, really intense swearing, which I like in a movie sometimes, but uh, I think in this movie it does it very well, like Tarantino, but he... Uh, they say a lot of bad words. Uh, so it's funny, but it's also melancholy, depressing. There's lots of suicide in this movie, or uh, lots of, you know, talk of suicide. And, um, you know, it it's bizarre the way that they all kind of come together in a way that, you know, it's still a movie that you want to watch. It's nihilistic. It's depressing, upsetting. And yet it's really funny. There's a lot of stuff you're going to laugh at in this movie if you see it. Uh, some of it's just so absurd you can't help but laugh. Some of it is actual comedic scenes like that were actually played to be that way. But then, you know, it comes together in a really bizarre way. Especially when you throw in the fact that this movie is so much about uh, fairy tales. You know, they talk a lot about how Bruges is like a fairy tale town. It's the oldest, most well-preserved uh, medieval town in Belgium, they say in the movie. And, uh... They talk a lot about how it's supposed to be, you know, a fairy tale town. You go there when you're a little kid and you think it's really awesome, except for Colin Farrell's character, the main character who messes everything up in the beginning of the movie. Uh, you know, he hates it. He's like, oh, God, we're in Evan Bruges again. And it's like, you know, he hates it. It's really, really funny. You know, the uh, other guy, forget his name. Um, I love being able to pause and uh, Google things between takes. Brendan Gleeson is the other guy. So it's Colin Farrell, Brendan Gleeson, and uh, they are the two hitmen that uh, are in Bruges together. But Colin Farrell hates it there. 
there, and Brendan Gleeson loves it there. It's hilarious, you know, they're hanging out at a church together while uh, uh, Ken, played by Brendan Gleeson, is really enjoying all of the, uh, you know, the art and the architecture, the history of this one church, and then Colin Farrell, uh, Ray, his character's name is uh, Ken and Ray. Ray's standing there, you know, I don't want to be here, I would rather be in a bar, you know, getting drunk, and their dynamic is fantastic, especially as their friendship grows over the course of the movie, and lots and lots and lots of things happen that I won't spoil for you, but, uh, you know, he's there, and uh, their whole dynamic together is so fantastic. And as the movie goes on, you get these really wonderful moments where everything comes together. You have no idea why you're paying attention to, you know, rants about midgets, or race, or Americans, or the clock tower in the very beginning, or the, uh, that's not a clock tower, it's just a, uh, you know, observation tower, something or other. Uh, You have no idea why any of this stuff is important but everything ends up being incredibly important at the end. And I'm not going to spoil it, but I feel like there's this really wonderful way that the movie comes together that um, it doesn't feel like a movie while you're watching. You don't know why you're you know paying attention to all these things. Just like Tarantino, it's very real life. It's like conversations you would have with your friends at a bar, and they're just as interesting and compelling as if they were real life. But then by the end of the movie, it all comes together, and that's when it starts to feel like a movie. That's when you start to see how genius uh, Martin McDonough is at the fact that he's able to put all of this together and make it work. You know, it feels very cinematic at the end, and it's the only part of the movie that feels very cinematic because everything else just feels so natural and real. And I love it. That's one of my favorite things about this movie. It doesn't feel like a movie until the very end when you can tell this is one of the coolest movies you've ever seen. It's very unique. It doesn't follow a traditional structure, but when it follows any structure at all, it's a very interesting structure that you don't really see coming. Uh, It becomes a very different movie by the end. Uh, New character, very important new character played by Ray Fiennes is uh, introduced at the very end and it's awesome. You know, I feel like, almost like Kevin Spacey in Seven, they really should have kept uh, Ray Fiennes' uh, involvement with it a secret until the very end. Like, oh, wow, okay, so this guy's uh, Ray Fiennes now, and he gets to come in and be himself. He's hilarious. He's he's probably my favorite part of the movie, my favorite character in the movie. Uh, especially the night before I showed this to my family, we all watched Grand Budapest Hotel, so it was a very interesting dynamic between the two. I think uh, that's going to be tomorrow's episode. Another visit to the Grand Budapest Hotel. I'm sorry that's going to be my third episode about the movie, but I really have no idea how I feel about it. I'm so incredibly confused. Until then, have a nice night. Watch more movies. Bye.